Welcome to the Elder Hour podcast, where we discuss the history of plants from a magical perspective. We'll be exploring the history, lore, and mystical properties of a new plant every single week. I'm your host, Juliette Diaz, an indigenous Taino bruja and seer from a long line of medicine women and men. I have a master's of science in herbal medicine, best-selling author of witchery, Embrace the Witch Within, and founder of Plant Coven. And I'm your host, Chelsea Selby, owner of a cult bath and body brand, Witch Baby Soap, college-educated holistic health practitioner, and lifelong witch. Welcome to part two of Mugwort. Last week, we discussed all of the lore and history behind mugwort. This week, we're going to be discussing the medical uses of mugwort and also how we use them in magic. So for mugwort, I have like a laundry list of things that it was used for. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been used for anorexia, Mm -hmm. rheumatoid arthritis, gout, tired legs, poison oak rash, colds, fevers, epilepsy, halsey, hysteria, Mm -hmm. menstrual cramps, tuberculosis, dysentery, diarrhea, pneumonia, respiratory issues, intestinal parasites, and hemorrhaging. Um, Also epilepsy and why I started taking it medicinally when I started gaining weight because my period started being all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also for irregular periods and pain. Yes. Menstrual pain. That actually brings me into um, one of the topics I wanted to talk about. Mugwort was one of the first forms of birth control. It contains a monoterpene, eucalyptal, which gives it abortificant properties. So it can actually cause abortion. That's very important to know. Because of that, if you are pregnant or lactating, you should not be taking mugwort. Mm, Very important to know. Or trying to conceive. Because of those properties, that's why it helps with menstrual cramps, periods. It also has other components in it that help stimulate the uterine wall. The vaginal wall. Yeah. Also, mugwort should not... Vagina. (laughs) Mugwort should not be consumed for more than a week continuously. So I always suggest that you don't take mugwort more than two to three times a week um it's you treat it like if you're microdosing i mm-hmm. microdose mushroom so i know not you're not supposed to take a certain amount more um if not it's not micro anymore so yeah. mugwort if you do use it use it when you need it is how i say it if you're going to work with it um but it's not something you take on a daily yeah yeah It's something that I like to do if I'm, you know, doing like a dream work ritual specifically, Mm -hmm. you know. Or smoking it. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing, people, when you burn mugwort, I've seen people do this on Instagram. Mm. Well, they're burning their mugwort and you know that the smell invigorates and opens up the third eye. Mm -hmm. Their smoke is right here next to their nose. Like... Literally, I've smoked mugwort. No, I mean like sniffing it. Yeah. The smoke. Mm -hmm. So close to their nose, like really pushing in the smoke that you might as well smoke it 
instead of smelling it like that. Because yeah. if you smell it, I'm sucking the smoke that way, it's not okay for your health. So if you're going to burn mugwort, burn it, but don't. it doesn't have to be in your face for the effects to take yeah. place. Um, it could be close to you and the smoke is all over you, but it's it's fine. But really close to the mugwort itself, um, remember there's flame and fire and that there's carbon and that goes into your body. Mm-hmm. Um, but smoking it, I think it's the best. Also, mugwort oil yes. is extremely dangerous and can be fatal. If you... Mugwort essential oil. You shouldn't be drinking that. I'm just saying, it's people. FYI. Yes. Shit is dangerous. Yes. That's another thing. Just because it's an essential oil does not make it safe. Right. You, there's a ton of essential oils you should not even put in your body. Um, plants are different when they're treated differently. Mm-hmm. When they're burned, when they're smoked, when they're turned into a tincture bath tea if they're like you said in an essential oil form these are also all the things that you have to kind of look into and how it affects the body so please don't add your essential oils into teas or something for you to ingest also how they're processed is important too 100 percent. so i have two old remedies that i found old Mm -hmm. with an e i have an old migraine remedy and an old hysteria remedy. So for the old migraine remedy, you would boil mugwort with honey, gentian, chamomile, and sage. Mm. Which sounds delightful anyway. It does sound amazing. So you can get rid of those migraines, you know, open your third eye, do some dreaming and shit, maybe some astral projection. Um, old hysteria remedy I have is... Mugwort boiled in ale, old ale with fennel, red stem apple mint, and then you drink it warm. Fennel? Uh, fennel and red stem apple mint. Interesting. Yeah. And what is it for? Hysteria. Hysteria. And you have to boil in old ale. What makes ale old? I have no idea. <laughs> That's just what it said. I know. See how my brain works? I have to understand it. Like, how old is old? <laughs> okay, so mugwort going into um, indigenous culture and practices, um, and kind of, I guess also all over the world, um, mugwort is known for dream world. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the other name also... Um, there's an indigenous name that the plant is called the dream plant. So for having vivid dreams, to amplify visions, to um, astral travel, Mm -hmm. um, and it opens your third eye into intuition. So let me make a note. If this does not work for you, because I have so many people leave comments saying Mugwort does not do that to me, we're going to go back to the last episode where we spoke about Clover, yes. we had a talk about how magic works. Mm-hmm. If you're not working on yourself, go listen to that episode and doing your inner work and healing, um, grounding, meditation. A lot of these properties won't work as strong as one other person as it will on another. 
also herbs affect people differently. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to work with it and see maybe that you could add something else to it. That also speaks to just knowing the plant and working with the plant individually and continuing to learn the plant. For me, what I I do this thing where like if I like a food, I will eat it until I like don't like it as much. I do that all the time. Okay, so you know when you do that and you're like eating it, right? And then it's like you start noticing subtle things that you didn't notice in the beginning. You're like, this isn't as fresh or like what's the date on this because it's like you know you start to notice like the subtle nuances in the fucking thing that you ate or like they made this with this is too wilted or whatever Mm -hmm. you notice like every little thing after you've eaten it for like the hundredth fucking time that you definitely did not notice in the beginning yeah i had this crazy addiction a long time ago with peruvian chicken it's the best way that it was cooked and Mm. i had it all summer long like literally just the chicken and they're spicy. Yeah. Remember I spoke about that? Uh-huh. That's that, that's the only spicy green sauce that I have. And after like two months, w- when it would come to my home, little tiny things started standing out. Like this doesn't taste as fresh. There's something wrong with the vibration of this chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Their seasoning is not like it was before. Like you start, like you said, really noticing different little subtle things yes or like when you live in a place for a while when you first move to the place you're like this is fucking beautiful like it's the best and then you're like after living in a place for a a while you're like that trash has been on the ground for two weeks and no one has moved it you know what i'm saying on purpose me as a mom i test my my kids and my man like, yeah. there's a freaking price sticker. I don't know how I got on my bathroom rug. And it's been there for three weeks. And I want to prove a point. I've taken video and pictures of when it's been there. <laughs> and it's clear in sight. Everybody can see it because you're clearly yeah. going to the toilet. I'm like, I want to see which one of them three are going to pick it up. Yeah. And I'm going to prove to them that if I don't do it, it doesn't get done. Mom life. A stupid price sticker it's so big and orange yeah nobody picks it up it's it's just like that so you have to fucking you got to do it right so you get in the thing you you live in a house like there's a crack in your wall you never fucking care you're like this is great this is a beautiful place and then over time the cracks presence just becomes like glaring (laughs) you're just like oh that fucking crack and i just noticed our conversation we drank a whole thing (laughs) so so you have to you have to like use something for a while before you notice Mm -hmm. you know the the subtle things herbalism is the same way the first time you use something you may not notice the more like the the subtle aspects of it yeah even stuff that i make I made it from a place of purpose in the beginning. For example, Love Soap is one of the first products that I ever made. Now, when I use Love Soap, just from using it so many times and using all the other soaps that I use, I notice like the subtle vibration of it. I notice the change in how I feel. I notice that I'm like being more gentle and complimentary towards myself. Instead of looking in the mirror and being like, oh, I 
feel this way about myself instead of listening to like negative self-talk that I will compliment myself more when I am using love soap than when I would another soap. And I that's something I didn't notice in the beginning, but I notice now just from using it so many times. If you don't have an effect from an herb the first time, you might not the first 10 times, mm -hmm. but the first 20 times... But after using something regularly is when you start to notice the difference. Even when it comes to supplements, people will t start taking a supplement. It will be working for them. And then they'll say, oh, this shit isn't doing anything. They stop taking it mm -hmm. and notice the absence. So the way I approach connecting with plants, again, promoting my second book coming out. <laughs> but... In that book, I teach you how to connect with plants, how to talk to them like I talk to them and actually really communicate with them. Mm -hmm. um, one of the points that I make is you're not going to hear shit the first time. So basically, how it works is you're using mugwort, for instance. Mm -hmm. It's not working because it needs to penetrate through your layers and needs to understand how you work spiritually your traumas, um, your life experience, mugwort has to work hard to get to your center, to your spirit. It needs to navigate through all the things that make you in order for it to connect to you. So the more you use it and you keep up consistently, remember consistency is key in everything you do. Then it starts connecting with you. Then you'll start feeling it because it's actually reaching you at a deeper root. And the same thing with you. If you're someone that's not used to connecting to something or it's your first time trying to use it in a certain way, remember, you're not used to it. So you have to give your body and spirit time to open up to it and open up to its properties and open up to it being invasive and going into your spirit in the first place, especially if you're someone that's very protective. So be patient with the plant kingdom or anything that you do and just keep being consistent and it will work for you. It works beautifully with everybody. It's interesting because people expect to communicate with plants, to communicate with spirits, but they can't communicate in real life. Right. So you have to work on your communication skills in general to allow free-flowing communication. And one way you can do that is by working on your throat chakra. Yes. If you're struggling with communication. That's a good one. So that's another aspect. If you are having connection issues, if you are struggling with communication, throat chakra, mercury, blue crystals, all of those things are great for communication. Mm -hmm. I love to smoke mugwort. Mm -hmm. When I was in college, I smoked a lot of blunts. And we would put mugwort you release it with mugwort? Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of uh, fun. For dream work especially. Also, we had a roommate who would, like, hit our blunts, like, Snoop Dogg, and try to smoke it all because he was cheap. So we would throw some mugwort in there. <laughs> so, the, we, like, when we smoked with him, he would just be smoking, like, more mugwort than uh -huh. weed. Mm-hmm. But also, it was interesting because it started helping me 
figure out the language of different plants, of different strains of weed that we were smoking. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, I'm not partaking in those activities now because I am a mother. But, you know... It, it helped me learn that every plant does have a different interaction and way it works with people. Um, when I was in college, we also did this exercise where we would take nutmeg and in my, um, what was it, my naturopathy class, mm-hmm. my teacher had us all put a spoonful of nutmeg in our mouth and we had to sit there with a nutmeg in our mouth and then write down all everything we were picking up, mm-hmm. how we felt, the sensations we felt in our mouth, um, how we felt emotionally, and then she told us like what the properties of that plant were, of, of the nut, the nutmeg after, mm-hmm. so we could see how on point our intuition was and how much you can pick up just from a cold read of a plant. So that's another way. Very, very interesting. You can learn it. Just don't put anything poisonous in your mouth. Right. So I also, at the same time that I was doing that, um, you know, smoking my gordola, I kept it next to my bed. Mm-hmm. It. I just got a fresh bag of mugwort. I've been solely picking mugwort for the past few years, so I haven't ordered it online, but I was, you know wanting some and it's been winter so obviously mm-hmm. all of the mugwort outside is dead so I bought a, a bag of mugwort and it instantly brought me back to be, like being in college when I used to keep a jar of lavender and mugwort next to my bed and that will really mm-hmm. give you some a lot of off the wall dreams mm-hmm. like I had some crazy ass dreams so if you placed a mugwort by your bed, um, again, with the new moon and full moon influence, if you do it on the full moon, you can actually set intentions before bed about what you want to um, get a message on. If you want direct messages from like the divine, your guides, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Also, you would have vivid dreams, visions. If you do it during the new moon when it's dark, it's more traveling and allowing your body and your spirit to take you wherever it wants to take you mm-hmm. because a lot of times when we are in those states of dreams where, you know, when they switch up on you, yeah, you're like in eating an apple and candy world and then all of a sudden you're in a haunted house and there's someone chasing. It's like weird dreams that just don't those make sense. Those are all of my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> well, those dreams, for instance, those are the most important ones Yeah, because that's what's going on in your mind when you're awake. A constant switch, 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 uh-huh. switch where you're not focused and you're having trouble um, bringing clarity. So when you do have those dreams, it's just a reflection on what's going on in your brain, which is pretty much garbage time. Like a lot of noise, a lot mm-hmm. of stress. Well, mine are just like very I, – I sometimes I'll dream like all night long, it feels like, and I feel like I haven't slept – the most jarring ones I find are like I will have these dreams and it will be extremely sunny in my dream all night long. Mm-hmm. And then it feels like it's been day for like two days because I feel like in my dream life, like I felt no darkness. I wake up pissed off a lot of times. I mean, it's 
yeah. regularly what happens with me because I don't I feel like I'm awake in dream world and yeah in real life yeah I do I I stepped away from doing as much dream magic when I had my daughter just because I know that she's young and she's vulnerable and I've been sleeping in her bed so um she was afraid of the dark didn't want to sleep alone so I didn't want to bring anything from the dream world around my vulnerable daughter. Yeah. You know, um, when she was younger, she had night terrors too. So I was very cautious about doing dream work or like putting herbs next to our bed. Um, she sleeps with a peacock or next to her bed for nightmares and that helps her. Mm-hmm. She picked it out. She loves it. It's one of her favorite gemstones that she has. Um, but I, I had this one dream. Here's a mugwort dream that I had. I had this really fantastic dream about it, it was like the most beautiful sky, like a golden hour, like oranges and purples. There were these like gigantic building-sized sunflowers and also like amethyst the size of buildings. And I was just, you know... Oh my God. In this space, it was just absolutely mind blowing. Do you draw? Do I draw? I used to a lot. You should paint that. It would and be you never have time to so do. beautiful. Yeah, I can still visualize it so clearly. Another mugwort dream I had um, there was an injured Pegasus, and I was like rubbing where its wing was. It was like it still had a wing. It wasn't, like, ripped off wing or anything. But it, it had, like, injured its wing. So I was, like, massaging around the Pegasus wing. Mm-hmm. So these are the types of dreams you can have on Mugwort. <laughs> Those are insanely beautiful, though. Yeah. They really are. Mine I, are more traumatic. I definitely have traumatic dreams, too. Like, the recent one was in the whole night. I was walking a huge pig. Huge cute and so fat I couldn't I had to like lift him with all my power to go up a few stairs I loved him so much mm-hmm. um, I had him on a leash and we were walking around town and I couldn't see people's faces at all I could just mm. see like blur faces but I saw him so happy and joyful and all of a sudden the leash was not on him and I panicked and I looked and he was wobbling into the street and I saw a legit truck hit him and kill him Oh and I God. was traumatized, and I ran, and I was screaming, screaming. I woke up screaming, and my man, poor my man, he should write a book on the shit that he goes through with me. Um, he's like, what's wrong? I'm like, my pig. He's like, what the fuck are you talking? I'm like, I'm never going to see him again. I created such a bond with this being, this pig. Totally. That now I know he's never going to be around, that it hurt my, I was really legit hurt. Like, I lost a best friend, but... All of a sudden, when I allowed myself to calm down, my cat Church, the big one, mm-hmm. that he's three times the size of my other cats put together. That's the way he was born. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not because he overeats. It's just the way he is. Yeah, I had a cat like that. He came wobbling over, and I'm like, oh, my God. You're the pig. You're the fucking pig. Yeah. The same wobble, This he and he doesn't come into my room because Willow, my first cat, takes over my bed. Everybody knows that... 
like the other cats know that's her space at nighttime. Mm -hmm. During the day, they don't care. Everybody's there. But at night, she claims the bed. She's the alpha. She's the alpha. He never wobbles over, and he came bloom, 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 bloom. And I (laughs) held him so much. I slept with him. I stayed in the bed longer. And I'm like, it was you. This was probably him in in his other life. Mm -hmm. But it's freaky. Yeah. How Mugwort works. It is. I'm like, it, why did I need to see that? Yeah. It was so traumatic. My poor baby. <laughs> I know, guys. Never mind me. <laughs> um, no, it's like that there are a lot of like crazy messages that you get from Mugwort. It's yeah. The coolest thing. You just have to kind of pay attention, especially if you wake up from a dream and you didn't understand it. It's relatable. It connects somehow, somewhere, just like my pig dream and my kitty. If I wasn't that person who is intuitive or believes in signs, which I do, I connected it right away. So so do you believe, like, you can go into different realms and dream worlds? And, like, what do you believe about dreaming then? Oh, yeah. I... Because I'm a seer, my dream world is me going into other spaces where I exist. Yeah. Um, It's a concept that it's hard for people to understand or believe if you're not um, present. So, for instance, I have four lives that I know of that Mm -hmm. I'm presently Mm -hmm. alive in. Like four different um, spaces in the universe. Because it's a... It's like their storylines have been with me since I was little, and I've grown up in each of these storylines. Like, I know how me in this part of the world or realm has grown up and what she's going through. And what the other, I'm actually a man in one of them, and what he's been through and what he's learning. So I have, like, four different me's, and I've learned, because I am a seer, that I can't, when I'm in dream world and I'm in that body, Mm -hmm. present, I know not to fuck around. It's really interesting that you say that we have different selves. Yeah. Okay. So I had this dream. I had this very strange dream. Um, and I don't know if something traumatic. I, I just, this is, this was really the strange, one of the strangest dreams I've ever had. Um, I went into a parallel universe and the the other me in a parallel universe had just survived some kind of like traumatic shooting or something okay and i was back to work i was working in a store i was counting money in the register and uh, there was like two other people around me they were either my coworkers or people who were close to me i'm not sure but i'm counting the money and all of the money in the drawer doesn't look like money it's like got corporate logos all over it it was all different shapes it was all different bills Mm -hmm. so that more people could have corporate logos on money so there was like all of these random numbers that shouldn't be a bill because it just doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. when you're counting money to have like a $60 bill or like $3 bill you know what I'm saying yeah so I'm counting all this thin stripped money and I'm going all of this is wrong what this isn't money. What is this? And the people in my dream were like so fucking confused. Yes. Yes. And they were looking at me like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And I'm 
I like I catch on to the fact that they're like looking at me strange and I'm like did I get shot in the face like in the shooting like did somebody shoot me in the face am I like is what's going on why why and I was just like so confused and then they're just kind of like staring at each other the two people I was with like what is going on and they kind of like when I woke up from this dream they were kind of like just you know escorting me somewhere as if I had like amnesia or whatever that's why I say don't fuck around if you are someone that is going actively into your other lives I learned a hard way because in one particular one um well I did something bad in one I think I told you about that one Maybe, but we can talk about that later if you don't talk about it. <laughs> no, it's okay. So it's because like, you need to learn how to navigate your dreams is really important. So if you're in a vivid dream where you see people are reacting to you and that things are like if you're in real life, you have to be very careful because you're going to um, really mess up that person's life. For me, they were already calling like the loony home. Because I freaked the hell out. The man that I was having sex with, it, my dream felt amazing. And then when I looked at him, it wasn't my man. Mm-hmm. And then I thought I was being raped. Like I was in my home and someone, like all of a sudden I went into like, okay, I'm being raped because obviously this is not my husband. Because yeah. I could physically feel everything. So I started hitting him and punching him and I kicked him off the bed. And then he looked up at me so confused, like scared even. Yeah. And... I looked at him. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Who are you? And he's like, are you okay? What's wrong? What happened? And so confused. And that was like the first time that I freaked out. Then when I went back into the same dream another time, it's actually not a dream. It's I call them like presence because mm-hmm. they're not visions. It's your presence somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing. I was in the same house and the same man. And as soon as I woke up in that place and I looked at his face, I ran out and I was trying to find my way out of the building, out of the stairs, into the street. I almost got hit by a bus. And that's when he was yelling, I'm going to call the fucking loony home. He was so. Holy shit. So I've never gone back to her. Yeah. Like I, th- hopefully nothing bad happened to her. My other me, because I have not since that day been able to con- connect with that person anymore. Yeah. So I'm just I'm thinking that the guides and the angels did their job and be like, we can't get her in there anymore. Yeah. But there's a reason why we connect to these other of sides of us, because it's really crucial to um, this part of us. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting because I've like read so much about dream work and I've talked to a lot about people about dreaming, but not a lot of people have had the same experience. Yeah, this happens all the time to me and it's really frustrating. It's to the, I'm turning 39 this month. Um, and like I said, it took me a long time as a seer to navigate my literally I live more in other realms and other mm-hmm. spaces than I do here. Yeah. So for instance, um, you know, I'm going to be honest. I did try to take my life mm-hmm. um, a couple of times, but the last time that I tried to do it was because I th- really believed that this was the false life. Yeah. And I wanted to get out of here and go to my other life. I think there's a lot of people who believe that. Yeah. I 
totally didn't want to be here. My husband had to experience this with me. I lost my shit, literally. Mm-hmm. I told him, you're not real. And he understood, so he stayed calm. And I'm like, no, this is me dreaming. This is me dreaming here. Because mm-hmm. also, in this life, I'm manifesting like a boss. Mm-hmm. And everything's really working out for me. And it's so beautiful. And that fear of success also ties into me thinking that this isn't real mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. How um, my life has went from, you know, something tragic and not yep. so good to all of a sudden abundance and you know dream world for me and i'm meeting the real friends in my life now Mm -hmm. and making these connections and i'm in the atlantic and now you know there's other things it's just crazy stuff nat geo wild like i can totally this isn't real um, life yeah no it's it's i totally get it like the you know uh my path to get here has not been easy and sometimes it just feels very surreal and like just strange you know someone on facebook posted i know it just ties in really quickly because it does make you think of how um uncertain you are about things because they posted i don't know if it was you actually um the joke's on you we actually died in y2k and this is all a fucking dream (laughs) and i looked at that post like i'm sure people just laughed it off but i stared that post down like how dare you put that in my head? Yeah. Well, there's, I love that. I love those like different theories of like what actually happened or like, is this an alternate universe and stuff like that? Well, there definitely is alternate universes. I really, well, even, even scientists are saying that there's alternate oh, yeah, universes sure. and they want to explore them. Yes. Which seems like. The, I think they're more, which the, scientists now that which is in science. Oh, or like comic book nerds <laughs> yes. going into the spider verse like yes you know i know this may we're doing mugwort i know that a lot of this is coming out of us talking about mugwort and connecting to it this is the kind of stuff that happens when you connect to mugwort these mm-hmm. conversations come out these kind of um conscious and thinking and thoughts ideas all come out when you work with mugwort for sure i made great friends with mugwort during my conspiracy phase of life (laughs) guys she does have like a whole book (laughs) of how i'm gonna survive the apocalypse it's insane i thought i was bad but it's very interesting is power and knowledge is total (laughs) power all right so uh, when foraging for mugwort, this is something I wanted to talk about. Yes. Um, mugwort is super abundant. It's super present. It's often found along roadsides, which also speaks to the journeying power of mugwort on more than one level. Mm-hmm. Uh, tracing back to the first episode on this, the journey across bodies of water, roadside journeys, scaling mountains, mugwort will help you just take a trip somewhere else, you know, travel into different realms, travel to places you've never been before, alternate universes, different dimensions, things like that. You don't even want to know about some of the dreams I've had. But also Mugwort does protect you from lower vibrational beings in your dream journeys. 
when you're when you're foraging for mugwort, you can find it just about anywhere. I've seen it growing in the parking lot at the Prudential Center in Newark. So it grows everywhere. What you want to do when you look for mugwort, though, is make sure what you're picking is actually mugwort. Right. Because ragweed looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. When I'm looking for mugwort, I will look for something that starts with a purple stem. Right. So it gives it away. Yeah, towards the roots should be a purpley color. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, depending on how big the mugwort plant is, you may not see the purple at the top if it's very, very tall. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't grow as tall as like a tree or whatever. You know, it'll grow about hip height. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're looking for mugwort, definitely look for that purple stem at the bottom. And what we'll do is we'll post some mugwort yes. in the blog identification yeah, markers. because there's different um leaves that it has also depending on what kind of mugwort what kind of mugwort mm-hmm. how late in the season it is because mm-hmm. i've noticed that those like wider hardier leaves i don't know if this is just me but the wider hardier leaves tend to be in the beginning of the season and then as late summer comes they're kind of more thinned out yeah you're not supposed to um use the ones that are just because it's development stages. Yeah. So once it's already um, blossomed out, then that's the ones that you want to use. You there's, don't want to use development ones. Yes. And there's also mugwort blossoms. Yes. Which I love putting in my bath. Yes. And like I said in the other episode, people really either they focus on just the petals of the flower and not this. The, the leaf for the stem. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same goes with mugwort. People overlook the blossom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, the, it, the interesting thing about mugwort, too, is just like clover. It's always there, and you just never notice it. But it once you notice mugwort and you use it regularly, it you'll notice that it grows everywhere. Um, it's almost as common as a dandelion. Right. It's another weed. So, you again, don't pay for mugwort. Just rip it out of the ground respectfully. Yes. <laughs> Always ask permission. Um, but, yeah, you can use it in a bunch of different ways, too. You can eat it. You can put it in a salad. Mm-hmm. Mugwort leaves. Make sure they're not sprayed with pesticides if you do pick it. Yeah, that's why it's important to grow yourself sometimes. Yeah. Or a lot of times. Well, I know back here it's not, it's just I don't know. I'm not eating it though. <laughs> just putting it in my bath, which is basically the same thing. I have seen some really cool drinks online. I'm gonna share one, but I saw this cool drink where they burn mugwort on the drink, like on the side of the drink. That's very cool. Yeah. Now I want to make it. I do want to make it. So you could do that with maybe some absinthe. When? What time? Speaking of absinthe, one of my first out-of-body experiences, well, not not my first, but, like, realizing that I've gone out-of-body happened when I drank mugwort. Really? I mean, drank absinthe. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, for the first time ever, like, saw my body come out of my body drinking absinthe. And they're both related, so I think that's relevant, you know? For sure. 
I want to try the drink. Have you had absinthe before? Not with the drink. Or combined with my guirt. We'll have to do a wormwood episode. Yes. That'll be fun. So Um, we do, while we're here, I I know that you don't see us. Um, Hopefully soon you'll be able to. I don't know if you want to put it out there. Mm -hmm. We're planning on starting a YouTube. Yes. So we'll have like a visual podcast. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be doing stuff like foraging. Yes. Things like that. Documenting. Checking out spooky places. Yeah. So we're going to have that channel. We're going to have so much freaking fun. I appreciate you so much. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so high. (laughs) I'm right now. Oh. So we do burn the herbs that we're speaking about. So while we're doing the podcast, we have it that particular herb or plant burning or yeah. drinking it or eating it. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the um, inspired conversations that we get are also because we're so connected to that particular plant at the moment. Yes. So which makes this podcast really stand out um, amongst other herbalism ones because we really do dive deep. It's here with us. It's the spirit the is, here. is here with yes. us. Oh, one last thing I wanted to add mugwort and its divinatory uses you can also use mugwort smoke specifically to cleanse crystal balls tarot card decks and pendulums things like that so divination divination tools yes i know my mom uses it for like cleansing the altar we mix it with tobacco though because tobacco is like part of everything we do Mm -hmm. um interestingly enough i did read that um sailors um, when they ran out of tobacco, mugwort was their tobacco. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah isn't it called? Uh, I didn't think it has a sailor folk name to folk name too. I lost it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I was a sailor in one of my past lives, also. Really, I can mm-hmm. totally see that. I wanted to get a bunch of sailor tattoos when I was like a teenager because this is why I almost joined the navy. That is why when I get an inspired pull to do something to my body mm-hmm. to my look since I was young I've learned to wait yes give it a couple months or even when I wanted tattoos I waited like five years because sometimes your old lives um what you're going through spiritually really inspires what you want to do and you especially with tattoos you don't want to kind of like like I have Japanese tattoos on my body Sometimes. And I really don't want them on my body yeah. anymore. I went through, because I don't know if you know, I am a six-degree black belt, and I do have fourth levels in kickboxing. I was very fit, and I did FBI work. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty badass when it comes to knowing how to defend myself. And I'm a marksman, um, gun point shooter. Like, I went through everything. Damn. Yeah. So, and I could actually, if you want to go shooting, I yeah. have certification. I've to never shot you. a gun. I got to go take you. Like, total so, gentle cow Taurus pacifist. <laughs> Not really. I've punched a lot it's of amazing. Movies, but But my point is that I went through a whole, um, because I it was Japanese um, martial art, Goru, what I was doing, I was really inspired and into Japanese culture. It's my favorite food. Mm-hmm. And I got my son's name right here on my wrist in Japanese calligraphy. And I hate the way it looks now. I'm not connected to it anymore. You can cover it. I am. I'm going to actually, I've been waiting. You know how you say, I'm going to do it when I lose the weight because I've been gaining weight. Yeah. Right before the weight gain started happening, I was going to get an entire sleeve. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I've been holding it off because I'm like, I'm going to lose this weight. I'm going to lose this weight. I'm going to lose this weight. So now I just said, fuck it. I'm going to go get the sleeve done yeah. and stop putting my life on no hold well. for what's supposed to happen. Yeah. Do you. Yeah, I'm going to do me. Sometimes also being broke is a blessing because I couldn't, ha- I didn't have money for all the shitty tattoos that I wanted. So expensive, right? <laughs> like, so thankful for my poverty. <laughs> all right. So that's mugwort. Yes. And that that's was, on mugwort. That was so good. Yes. Um, follow us on Instagram at Elder Hour. You can follow me on Instagram at Witch Baby Soap on all social medias. or stay at home which specifically on instagram um do you want to tell them about the website yes website is elderhour.com um subscribe to the website because again like we say every episode we put extended content on there recipes that we spoke about Mm -hmm. what we're drinking we'll or eat recipes we'll put it on there um also my social media is author Juliet Diaz with two Z's, and you could get my book Witchery: Embrace the Witch Within anywhere. Yes. Have a great day. Hope you enjoyed part two of Mugwort. Please leave us some stars. Yes. Some please. nice reviews. We very much so appreciate that. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.